Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome, everybody, to the Life and Legacy Show. My name is Tim Seckler. I am your host. I also own the Seckler Law Firm, where we do uh, estate planning, elder law, uh, all things wills, trust, powers of attorney. My job is is sort of to help you figure out what uh, what issues concern you. What it, are you thinking about? What are you not thinking about? Uh, and how do we plan for those issues? Uh, during this radio show, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about uh, documents. We talk about wills and trust and powers of attorney. We're going to do a little bit of that today. And we also talk about why you need them and how you can get them and all the rest. Now, today, I'm super excited to uh, to have a new announcement for you. Uh, if you've listened to this show for a while, and I know some of you do because I get the feedback, um, I'm launching a new project that I think is uh, is exciting. It's it's new in the legal industry. It's new to the estate planning industry. I don't know of anybody else doing it the way that we're about to to do things, and I think it's going to be really cool. And I'm going to share that for the first time here on this show this week. Uh, and so listen uh, listen in for a little bit. But as I'm recording this show, it is uh, it is New Year's Eve, and I was chatting with my uh, kids this morning about. Um, New Year's resolutions, right? And you know, I I uh, I don't know if I'm a big believer in New Year's resolutions. You know, people like to talk about the next year being a clean slate, and we get to to wipe what has happened before clean and and start all over. And boy, after 2020, there's a lot of us that would love to do that. But you know, a lot of the struggles that we're dealing with right now are going to exist tomorrow, and a lot of the struggles that we're gonna we're going to be dealing with are, are going to continue to deal with uh, be around for a while. And 2021 is going to bring you know, it's new, unique challenges and it's new, unique opportunities. And, and so, you know, I, I but I do think so. I, I guess I guess I don't look at the beginning of a new year as more, uh, you know, as a clean slate as I do. It's, it's just a helpful time. And I, and I think a healthy time to sit back and reflect. How did the last 12 months go? Did did you as an individual, did you as a family uh, meet the goals that you set? Did you even set goals? Um, any big milestones? It, it's it's a wonderful opportunity to sit and reflect on those things, and I think plan for what you would like to do in the new year. You know, if you don't have a target, how are you going to hit it? And in my family, we like to talk about goals and dreams and things that we'd like to accomplish. And some of them are longer term, and some of them are shorter term. And and boy, the new year is a good opportunity to do that. And one of the things, you know, I was chatting with my sons. I have kids that are that are ten and seven, and then my little girl is four. And uh, I was talking to the to the older two about uh, New Year's resolutions uh, this morning, and and one of the things I said, I, I might have been yelling at them a little bit for messing up the house, and and one of the things that I talked to them about was, you know, every year you can set yourself a New Year's resolution if you like, but this year I'm going to set one for you, and and we're going to talk about being more responsible with your things. And boy, what a dad thing to say, you know. I'm going to set your own New Year's resolution, and you're going to be more responsible. Right? And I'm sure it's going to work out excellent, right? But I was talking to them about responsibility because they were leaving their stuff all over the place, and and I got to thinking about recording this show and responsibility and taking responsibility. And do I even take responsibility? You know, and um, and I guess I guess you know one of the things that is uh, is common is especially if you're a parent or if you're in uh, a relationship and and family is. You know, you work and you, you accumulate stuff and you have assets and you have people you care about. And, and then, you know, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's 
stuff happens, right? Um, bad things happen, good things happen, but when bad things happen, like what has happened to a lot of people, you know, currently, right now, 3,000 Americans are dying every day because of COVID. Um, 3,000, that's more than 9-11, um, you know, September 11th attacks. It's more than that. Every single day we're losing more people. And, you know, it's time to, to take responsibility and you see more people wearing masks and you see more people being cognizant of social distancing, you know. Six months ago, COVID to me was just this thing that was happening to other people until it happened in my own family. And, you know, now everybody knows somebody that's been adversely affected by this thing. And, and it's only going to get worse. And so, you know, I think it's time uh, to, to take some responsibility. And you're seeing more and more of that. And part of this is, you know, if you do get sick or if some other healthcare event happens in your world, um, have you taken the time to take responsibility for your, for your estate planning? Uh, and, you know, it could be as simple as doing a will and a power of attorney in, in healthcare documents. You know, the will generally says where your things go when you pass away. If you have little kids, that's the document we're going to use to name guardians for the little kids and set up trust for the kids. Uh, if you are married, there may be some other planning considerations. If you're divorced, there could be other planning considerations, you know, and, and really at its core, what a state planning gets, comes down to is who's in control of me and my things, who's making the decisions and Who's got access to my things, right? So if I pass away, who's making the decisions uh, and who gets the stuff, who has access and under what terms and conditions do, do I want to make sure that uh, any inheritance my kids get is managed in a trust until their 25th birthday? Um, and so what we use is we use these documents called um, estate planning documents, wills, trusts, powers of attorney to, to manage that. And then we also have healthcare decision-making documents like the living will or the advanced medical directive, which uh, contains a living will. And, you know, you've, you've got all these different documents and, and you know, the, the process of thinking through some difficult questions, what we want the answers to be to those questions, and then putting it down on paper, how we want to see our, our, you know, our, our situation go, that is estate planning. That's what we do, you know, and, and um, sometimes people tend to focus a little bit too much on the document. I need to get a will. You know, people call my office from time to time. How much for a will? Or, you know, I, I need to get a will. How fast can I get it? And, you know, that's a little bit like calling a doctor's office and saying, hey, I need some oxycodone. Oh, really? Uh, well, let's talk about what the problem is first before we just start prescribing solutions to it, you know, and, and we've got to do we got to do education. You got to think through what are the different solutions, what are the different challenges that could get in your way. Then, then a lawyer starts prescribing uh, solutions to it, uh, you know. And and so, um, you know, everybody knows a little bit about estate planning, but not everybody, unless you're really doing this stuff, catches the nuances. And so, you know, you have to do this planning, and and that gets me back to uh, sort of the responsibility. You have to do this planning, you know, unless unless you know something I don't know, you are not invincible. You will eventually get sick. You will eventually pass away. I hope it's a long, long time into the future. But uh, in the event that it's not, you know, let's have our thoughts on paper. Let's think this thing through once, and it's not fun. I get it. Thinking about death and dying and disability is not the most exciting thing to do. However, you know, we make promises to people. Remember till death do us part. Remember till I, you know, I, I'll take care of you. I'll love you. I will provide for you. These promises, whether spoken or unspoken, that we make to our family members, that we make to our spouses, that we make to our children. You know, good planning, good parents, good spouses plan for their own absence. You know, if I'm not around, who's going to provide this responsibility talk, this old man responsibility talk I just gave to my kids? Who's going to do that kind of stuff if I'm not around? I need to plan for that. 
Who's going to make sure that it happens? Who's going to make sure that they go to a good school, that they have a Christian upbringing? That you know, who, who's going to do this stuff if I'm not around? And that's really part of estate planning. Now, I can lay some of that out if I have uh, in my estate planning documents, my wills, my trust, my powers of attorney. You know, those are things that are important to me. Th- those things might not be important to you, but whatever is important to you, the point is you need to lay it out. You need to plan for it because you don't, you're on this lifelong journey. Uh, and if you have kids, you're, you're the, driving the bus with these little people in the back. And boy, you had better understand where you're going and what's going to happen if the roads get slippery. Uh, and so that that's what estate planning is all about. That's what we're doing. We're managing control. We're managing access. We're trying to figure out how uh, how we can answer these questions in a way that it's actually going to work. You are listening to the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Secular Law Firm, my law firm. Uh, you can check out more about working with us, working with our firm, what we're all about, how we think about this stuff at secularlawfirm.com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Give us a buzz, 724-841-1393. Our main office is in Mars, but we're seeing clients kind of across western Pennsylvania. Several satellite offices uh, where it's usually pretty convenient for you to see us. Um, We are doing a heck of a lot of Zoom meetings right now. Boy, that's something that changed in 2020. You know, prior to 2020, I didn't do a single Zoom meeting with a client. Now I'd say 70% of them are on Zoom because people are figuring it out. People are, are figuring out how to use the technology, and you realize, man... It's pretty convenient. I don't have to get out of my sweatpants to go talk to the lawyer. I don't have to I don't have to get in the car and drive and I don't have to deal with sleet and ice and salt and I can just get on the computer screen or on the cell phone and talk to the lawyer and, and get this thing worked out. Uh, and boy, it, it has never been easier to get an estate plan complete. You know, one of the things that that is is tough about our industry is we don't make it easy, right? It's hard to go find a lawyer at difficult hours. It's it's hard, it's hard to see a lawyer. You know, if, if I, you think about it like this, like all right, let's say I was a guy who decided I had better do a will, right? Well, what are my traditional options? My traditional options are well, I can I guess I can go to the phone book or to the internet now. You know, nobody has a phone book, but I can go online and Google lawyer will, or I could Google you know estate planner near me if I even knew what the word estate planning meant. So I'm probably doing things like googling the documents. Right. And then and then different options come up. And I don't know these strangers, but I know they're only open from eight to four or nine to five or whatever it is. And I got to take a day off work. Right. So I call them up and I say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Lawyer's office, I need a will. Okay, well, we have an initial consultation fee. That's one hundred and fifty dollars or more. Uh, And when would you like to come in? You can come in these hours, these hours or these hours. Now, you know, you have those hours laid out to you and I got to take off work now. If I'm the guy that wants to go get this will done, I got to take off work. And so, uh, so does my wife because we got to do this thing together. So if, if we're both taken off and going to the lawyer's office, that means we have to find child care for the four year old and it's difficult, right? No wonder people put this thing off. It's not necessarily that they, that they don't think they should do it. It's not necessarily the fact that you have to pay for it. It's not necessarily any of that in my mind. It's pretty darn inconvenient to go get a will, right? Because when I go in there, I'm going to go to an initial consultation. The lawyer's probably going to tell me a couple of things to go home and think about, or they're going to hire, they're going to ask me to make major life decisions right there on the spot when I really haven't thought it through. So smart people go home and think about it, right? So then I go home and think about it, only to have to go back in. So now I got to take another day off of work and I got to find childcare again and I got to go see this person again. And maybe they're billing me hourly for all this time. Now I'm sitting down with them and even, you know, the lawyers point out good things that you're not going to find on the internet. You know, well, given your factual circumstance, you ought to consider this. You ought to consider that. 
your will. Yes, you need a will, but let's talk about what the thing actually says, you know, and, and that's something that really only experienced planners can bring to the table. You're not going to find that printing a document off the Internet, right? So you know you got to do it. You're going to call the lawyer. It's awful inconvenient. Then at that second meeting, I make the decisions. I want this will, and I want it to say that, and I like to couple it with this trust, and I got this power of attorney, and here's how my health care desires are, and I explain all that. Then the lawyer says, great. Now I'm going to start working on your document. So I go home, and then a couple weeks later, maybe a month later, I get a call. It's me and Marge, the receptionist again, and she calls up, and she says, well, we got your documents ready. Need to come in and sign them, right? So now I'm taking off work for a third time. I'm finding child care for a third time. I'm driving to this lawyer's office where they're still billing me hourly for the work. And I sit down. I finally sign my estate plan documents. And and you know it, it's it's not a, a, a simple process. So what's your alternative? Well, your alternative is you can go on the internet and you can print off a document. But there's a difference between uh, a document and an estate plan. See, documents are just ingredients to the greater recipe that is the estate plan. You know, estate planning involves a lot of things. It involves documents. It also involves tax considerations. It involves looking at beneficiary designations on accounts. Often it involves talking to your financial advisor, making sure everything works out. Taking a look at the life insurance. Do you have enough life insurance? Do you need to go talk to somebody about some additional life insurance? Where's that life insurance going? Okay, now that we got that stuff sorted out, let's talk about guardianship for minor kids. Let's talk about remarriage, second marriages, all these difficult little issues. Then let's talk about incapacity decision-making. Who's going to be in control? Who's going to make the decisions if you have a stroke? You know, all of that different, there's different things, and, and it's really difficult. But if I just go on the Internet and type in the word, uh, you know, will or something, I'm going to find a resource where I can print off a will. But did I really plan you know, I could, I could print off this document, but, man, I, it's full of legalese. I don't even know what half this thing is saying. I hope it's good. I think it's good. But, you know, people that do that online stuff, they don't even know what they're signing half the time. Half the time, they don't even sign it correctly. You know, all these documents, some of them need notarized, and some of them need two witnesses. and You know, so half of them aren't valid from the get-go. But the rest of it is, you know, okay, you have a will. And if you've signed it correctly, you probably have a valid will. But do you have a good one? Do you have something that makes any sense in your situation? And how are, how would you know? Uh, and so, you know, what the online systems have gotten right is convenience. What they've gotten wrong is is allowing the public to assume that all of this stuff is super simple and all you need to do is print off a will. Because that's not enough, folks. You got to do deeper thought than that. You got to do deeper planning than that. We got to do more education than that. And so if option one is the the traditional law firm process with a bunch of time off and hourly rates and I got to take time away from work and I got to find childcare and I got to I got to do all this pain in the neck process to get the education I need. And option two is there's an online system that just shimmies out some documents at the end of the thing. Well, what if I want to do the good planning? and not have to get involved with such a drawn-out, lengthy process. And and that's really what we're getting to is is I've come up with something that I think is a third option. I'm pretty excited about it. I really am. I've, I've put a lot of time into this. I've put a lot of effort into this. We've done some testing with it. Um, and what what I created is something that we're calling the Life and Legacy System. Okay? Um, you know, I, I'm not creative enough to come up with more than one name. This is the Life and Legacy Show. We're talking about the Life and Legacy System. But But here's the deal. 
if you go to the website, secularlawfirm.com, and right now it lives under the workshops tab, you're going to find a link to the Life and Legacy course. All right, so I've created an online course that gets you all the education you need to make, well, it gives you substantial education to make the decisions you need to make on, on about 80, 85% of the things you need to think about. Okay. Uh, and you don't have to pay me for it and you don't have to take days off of work to do it. All you have to do is take one evening with your spouse. If you're married, skip Netflix for about an hour and go through the course in the course. What you're going to find is videos that I've prepared that explain different concepts. We talk about all these different documents. We talk about how they're used correctly, how they're used incorrectly, what you may or may not want yours to say. We talk about things like setting up guardians for your kids setting up underage trust for your kids, setting up trust for disabled people, whether you should consider a trust as opposed to a will. There's some information about protecting assets for nursing homes, if, if that's a concern of yours. And it's all free. And what happens is you go through a series of videos, and those videos talk about those topics, uh, incapacity planning, end-of-life planning, trust-based planning, and, and just learn. Just take the time, make some notes, and learn. Now, as you finish each video, we ask you a couple of questions, right? Who would you like to be your executor? Now, you, you're not married to these answers. What this system is not doing, it's not doing what the other online system is doing. At, at the end of it, you're not printing anything. We're not generating documents this way. This is an educational tool. But while you're thinking about it, while it's fresh in your mind, we ask you the question, who do you think you want to be the executor? Okay, all you got to do is put in the person's first name. Fine. Okay, we're, lo we're keeping track of those answers. Um, and then you complete the course. You go through six or seven video segments. You answer the questions. Now you've completed the course. At the end of the course, you have an opportunity to schedule a free 30-minute Zoom meeting with me or one of the other lawyers in the firm. All right? So the course is free. The first meeting is also free. Now, during that first meeting, what we're going to do is just have a conversation with you. Look, I see you, you named your brother, your brother John as your executor. Let's talk about, you know, is John a good decision? What's he up to? Where is he? Where does he live? Et cetera, right? So we go through your answers together. We work through it. We spot check. We, we might make some suggestions. Hey, did you consider this? Or, you know, you wrote this into the answer. Here's why I don't think that's a great idea. Why don't you consider this, right? And that's where you get the experienced lawyer know-how to say, Maybe we ought to just think of this, right? This is the difference between calling me and telling me you need a will uh, without me prescribing anything and, and actually having a conversation about your goals and your needs. And then we can say, yeah, a will is a great tool or a will is not a great tool. Let's talk about some other options. Uh, or That's not really how wills work, you know. And so, so the idea is get the education without having to take the time off of work, without having to pay us for it. Just take the course. At the end of the course... Meeting two, which would would typically be meeting two in the normal lawyer process, is the Zoom meeting with us. It's free. If you don't like what we have to say, you don't owe me a penny, right? But assuming you've taken the course and assuming you thought the education was pretty good, and I, and I think it is, and then you have the free Zoom call with us and you like our recommendations or we decide to follow up again, you understand about our pricing, you understand about the flat fee model that we run. I'm not running an hourly clock for any of this. The will costs that, trust costs this. Uh, and you understand you understand our fees, you understand the process. We may have to have another call to, to lay it out, but it's a call. I don't want you taking off work. You know, we can do this on Zoom. We can do this however you want to do it. I, I don't need, you know... It, 
at first at the beginning of the the COVID thing, everything was uncomfortable on Zoom. Now it's uncomfortable face to face, right? Nobody likes these meetings with the masks on. So so we do all of these little steps, and then I know what you need. Then you you agree, you know, yes, we want to follow your recommendation, or we'd like to do it a little bit different. We'd like to do it this way. Fine. Once you've made your decisions, and I feel comfortable, you've gotten the education you need, you've had a conversation with me or one of my other lawyers about it, then we start writing your documents. Then you come in and you, we review your documents together before you come in to sign them. So we do a document review meeting on Zoom. I pull your documents up on the screen. We explain them to you. And then uh, once we agree that everything's the way you want it to be, then you come in and you sign your documents, right? So the, you, to, to accomplish this, you can do it all from home. You can do it all from your desk at work if you want to. The only time I want to see you is when you actually come in to sign the documents. So we've eliminated two or three in-person meetings where you got to take time off of work. You can get the education you need at 9 o'clock at night if that's what you want to do um, with the course. And I think it's a really simple and a really effective process to get good estate planning in a convenient way. And I'm super excited about it. We're it, Again, you can find it at the SecklerLawFirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, LawFirm.com. Uh, right now it's living under the Workshops tab where we normally have our in-person workshops, and we're going to be getting back to those soon. Um, and you can find the Life and Legacy course and click the link, put in your email address, and, and away you go. Uh, and, and you are going to be able to get... Uh, New Year's resolution uh, resolution number one completed right now in January. Knock it out. You can do it tonight. Um, you're going to take the first step toward getting your estate plan done. Take responsibility for yourself, your finances, your family. Let's get uh, let's get an estate plan on paper um, because uh, you know if if there's never been a time. Uh, there's never been a more important time in the history of, of my career where people are calling and wanting to do estate planning just because of the nature of, the, of, of what's going on out there. So this is an easy way to do it. It's a convenient way to do it, uh, and it's a way for you to get it done in a, in a great fashion rather than just printing off some junky document off of the Internet. Now, a concluding thought from my week that I'd like to share you with um, prior to getting off here this week is, is going back to the thing I've talked about an awful lot on this show, and that's nursing home Medicaid planning. Uh, met with a new family this week where um, the, the, the patriarch, the father, had been in the nursing home since August. Um, family had about $200,000 net worth. Um, they've spent fifty or $60,000 of that in, in the intervening months on the nursing home. So this is a family that has already lost a quarter of their savings in, in a little under half a year. Uh, and I'm chatting with them and, you know, sort of explaining some options to them. And we, uh, we discovered together that, that our law firm, it looks like we're going to be able to protect, uh, about 60, 65% of what's left there. Uh, and the way we're presenting it to them is with an opinion letter. Okay. So this is something I, I, I I don't think I've talked about the opinion letter much on the show. I talk an awful lot about Medicaid planning on the show. But if you have someone that's in a nursing home, if you have someone that is is paying privately heavily for long-term care associated uh, you know with with the needs of seniors and you're curious if Medicaid may be for you. You know, can you get that nursing home paid for by the Medicaid system? Can you uh, can you get that in-home care paid for by the Medicaid system? You know, you've been told you're over-resourced. You've been told dad has too much money. You, you've been told about the five-year look-back period, and you're, you're nervous about it. 
Well, let us take a, a look at the situation. You know, we, we do a lot of these types of cases. Uh, this is what we call elder law crisis work. If family's going through twelve, thirteen thousand dollars a month in nursing home care, to most families that's a financial crisis. And and so, what we like to do is. What what I really personally really like to do is help people through this process. You know, I, I started this business because my own grandfather went through a whole bunch of money in a nursing home. And, you know, I, it brings me great joy to, to help people out of this nasty situation. But if, if you're curious if, if that type of planning is right for you, reach out to us. Give me a call, 724-841-1393, or check us out online, secularlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. Uh, I am a certified elder law attorney. I do a whole bunch of this type of work. We help people protect assets from long-term care expenses. You know, your family shouldn't be going broke just because you have someone with Alzheimer's disease or you have a stroke patient in your family. People don't work their entire lives uh, to accumulate stuff, just end up losing that stuff to a broken, uh, you know, long-term care health system when when they're seniors. So if you think you need some help in that arena or if you're just curious if that type of work is right for you, give me a call. We will have a free consult with you. Again, a lot of those are occurring over Zoom. Then what we're going to do is uh, maybe offer you an opinion letter and just say, hey, you know, let us let us analyze the math. Let us see what we can do for you. Uh, and if you like what we have to say, then you can hire us to do the work. If not, great. You know, then you're in you're in a situation you're comfortable with. But it's at least worth going through the exploratory, uh, you know, fact-finding mission to figure out if there's something better for your family. So if you got somebody in a nursing home, Give us a call. Let's talk. The talk is free, and then we're going to talk about what uh, what options you have in front of you. I'd like to take a second and just wish you all a happy new year, uh, and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.